to knowing really early on that we didn't want to be pigeonholed into one specialty, you know, early on in our career. And rural nursing really gave us that opportunity to, you know, develop skills and knowledge with a diverse population. You know, we really got to nurse, you know, peds to palliative. Hello and welcome to a Nurse Out Wear podcast. My name is Danielle Corza and I have been a rural and remote nurse for most of my career. I created this podcast as an opportunity to explore and celebrate and perhaps spark some interest in rural and remote nursing. Each week we will meet with some of the extraordinary nurses who live and work in rural and remote areas across Australia as they tell their story about all that is beautiful and unique to rural and remote nursing. So join with me as we explore the stories from a nurse out where. Hi everyone, welcome to the next episode of A Nurse Out Where. Uh, this is a, another first for the podcast. Um, I've actually got identical twin sisters, Rochelle and Jasmine, both with me today. So it's a first to have two guests at once. So I'm really excited to see how this plays out. Um, they've already preempted me to, uh, to uh, keep on track. So we'll, we'll see how we go. Um, now these girls both started their rural nursing as graduates out in the Central West almost six years ago now. Um, Between the two of them, they've worked all throughout the Matilda country in areas including Longreach, Blackall, Barcaldon and Winton. Their time in the Central West also gave them the opportunity to try their hand at remote nursing in Birdsville and the Boulia Primary Healthcare Centres. So for the past three years, they've gained some experience, they've consolidated their skills and completed their postgraduate studies in busy regional emergency departments. However, recently, the lure of travel and explore got them back into transitioning to agency nursing. So while they've got great plans to take their skills all over Australia, they've returned back to Blackall for a short contract, which is where I'm catching up with them today. Welcome, ladies. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Hi, Danielle. Welcome. This will be really good. I'm I'm looking forward to catching up with you again. Yeah. As you know, this podcast is titled A Nurse Out Where. So from your perspective, can you finish the sentence, I'm a nurse out where? I'm a nurse out where fly nets are high fashion. Um, (laughs) The Baku is flooding and a punnet of strawberries will set you back $12. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm a nurse out where the Great Northerns are cold, the, the locals are friendly, and the artesian spas are bubbling. <laughs> I think that beautiful. sums up Black Hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. And, you know, as, as we all know, the, uh, the fly nets are, uh, are quite fashionable and, you know, they might be a bit of a hindrance to start with, but you learn, soon learn to love them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So why did you want to go rural and remote nursing? You know, you said you went out um, as graduates. So what, what was the lure to, to go rural and remote? Um, we actually heard that there was a really great bakery in Longreach. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we love a, I love a good bakery, Danielle. <laughs> That's brilliant. No, um, 
you know, it's like it's hard to put into words that I think we both always had this pull to the outback and it felt a bit out of our control. And, you know, very early on into our study and, you know, when we're in placement in these big metro hospitals, you know, people always ask us where we wanted to go and we were always, we always said you know we want to apply in rural positions we want to go to the outback we we want to be bush nurses um yeah I think people thought we were a bit mad or maybe a bit brave but yeah mostly mad um but yeah it was probably you know that and yeah, a, a combination of having maybe grown up in a small country town and then spent a lot of time in the city a lot of time you know backpacking around the world and just having that need to maybe return to your roots um you know also in addition to to knowing really early on that we didn't want to be pigeonholed into one specialty you know early on in our career and rural nursing really gave us that opportunity to you know develop skills and knowledge with a diverse population you know we really got to nurse you know peds to palliative um, so yeah, I think that's maybe what the, the pool was, but um, no, someone actually did tell us there was a great bakery in Longreach and that's why we chose the Central West over other offers. <laughs> well, they do have a good bakery at, at Longreach, that's true. <laughs> Yeah. And I think I think you're right. Um, you know, I think you do have to be a little bit mad, but also a little bit brave to do rural and remote nursing. So you know, you're well suited to that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so as you know, you know, we're bound by the professional standards, which includes patient confidentiality. So you know, keeping that in mind, have you got a story to tell of your time working out in rural and remote areas? Yeah, I think um, one for, uh, funny story that uh, sort of sticks with me was a time when I was a grad working in a small um, hospital in the Central West and the team had heard about another hospital in the Central West doing these mock sims that involved, you know, fireys and QAS and QPS and the scenario was this high-speed single vehicle rollover, one male driver with multiple fractures, um, vehicle had caused a fire that the fireys were there like putting out and um so i'm on shift in this hospital and i received a phone call from qas comms about 700 kilometers away from where we were saying that your qas is attending a high-speed single vehicle rollover 30 kilometers out of town it's a 30 year old male driver who's got multiple fractures uh, ABCD intact, spinal, uh, spinal precautions in place. Um, the vehicle has caused this fire to a paddock and your fireys are there attending to that. Uh, your first on scene is an orthopaedic surgeon who's performed a reduction on site. And you've also <laughs> got an army doctor, an army nurse as your second on scene. Uh, RFDS has been tasked and they'll be landing in an hour and your QAS is 20 minutes out. So I've just taken this phone call. So I hand over to the rest of the team and we're all convinced this sounds like this mock sim. So, and you know, we're in the middle of nowhere and you, know, you don't get an orthopedic surgeon, an army nurse and an army doctor as your first on It scene. just happened to be in the area passing through. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we, we set up for this mock sim that's coming in and they... They eventually arrive and we've got, you know, fireys uh, and QAS and there's a lot of people um, 
bringing this guy in. And I remember being on the other side of the bed down at the feet, just ready to pat slide this guy over onto our trauma mat. And I'm looking at him and he's covered in scratches and dirt. And I'm just thinking, wow, they really go out for these moxins. Like this poor guy, he is covered head to toe in dirt. <laughs> and then my next thought was, oh, actually, this, is, this isn't a mock. This is the real deal. And it turns out it was the real deal. <laughs> um, but, you know, we treated him because we'd set up for this moxie and then, you know, we were well prepared and he was retrieved. And, and then I had to call his mum and she actually hung up on me because she thought it was a prank call. And I was there thinking, well, I didn't actually believe it either. But, it turns out it was <laughs> but um, I think for me it's not, it's not those big events like that. It's... Um, it's the patient who brings you a, a watermelon on Christmas Day or mm. someone who tries to pay you 50 bucks for saving their life and yeah, <laughs> things like that. Yeah, and I think um, just, you know, how for me, you know, it's how casual country people are when they present to the ED, you know, especially farmers, you know, they always give you a, a heads up saying, oh, I'm coming in you know, with a, a, you know, a small lack, I probably need some stitches in my hand and then they arrive and, you know, half their limbs missing or, you know, the lacerations <laughs> down to their bone and you're like, what? Or, you know, that farmer who is sent up from the GP with chest pain because they're presented to the GP, they don't think it's an emergency and they come in and, you know, a car's fallen on their chest and you're just like, and they're so casual and, yeah, so I think, just how casual people are out here yeah. as well. You never don't trust a farmer. Yeah, never trust a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure some of them are trustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> Not when they're presenting to ED. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, true. And I mean, you know, we, we giggle and laugh along through these stories and they are serious. They are, you know, moments in people's lives and they're important moments in people's lives. But it's just the, you know, the reality of the work that we do that they're just, you know, they're, they're mind blowing, really. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of alluded to that, you know, you wanted to go out to Central West for the bakery. But what are some of the things that you might miss while you're working in rural and remote areas? Um, I think for both of us, it's, you know, both like partners and friends and family or events that you can't get back to because you're so far away. And and we've got nieces and nephews back home and, you know, missing out on their sort of milestones and stuff like that. Yeah. I think this being back in, um, you know, Blackhall now and we're really missing the coast, we're missing the beach, it's really hot out here. So just those little things, I think, also. Um, yeah. 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 But I guess you you know, it uh, it can't be all bad. You you keep coming back. We all keep coming back. <laughs> That's the bakery, Danielle. <laughs> bakery. We're back to the bakery. <laughs> um so you know, living and working in rural and remote as as you well know is incredibly rewarding but can also be really challenging. Um how do you care for yourselves? Like how do you care for your own mental health while you're out in these areas? Yeah, so I think, again, for us, it's, you know, it's the simple things like, you know, making sure you're exercising, eating good food, getting enough sleep. And, you know, if you are susceptible to, you know, depression, anxiety, um, you know, just knowing what your triggers are and maybe having a plan in place about how you might manage them before you go out there um, and just not 
not thinking that you're alone and that you have to deal with it by yourself because, you know, there are so many people to talk to, whether that's colleagues, friends, family, you know, um, there's a lot of bush support lines that you can access. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's sort of how we dealt with it when yeah. we were here. And I think always, you know, people go on about, you know, living in the moment and stuff like that. But for me, for us both, you know, we love, we love travel and hiking. So it was always having something planned, something to look forward to, you know, six months down the track, you know, whatever gets you through your contract or your stint. Yeah. And getting out of getting out of town on your days off, you know, driving over to the coast or mm -hmm. I think clinically, um, I've always found, you know, hot debriefs and cold debriefs really good and you know, just being able to sort of release that emotion and, you know, not take that home with you. I think it's really important, you know, after yeah. those videos. Can you tell me a bit more about a, a hot debrief or a cold debrief for those who don't know what, what those terms mean? What do you mean by that? Like, do you so all sit in a sauna or dip in a pool? Or is it... <laughs> <laughs> no, so a hot debrief is, you know, you might have a traumatic event and once everything's finished, the team will actually actually get together um, usually you have it like a doctor or a nurse will run it and you just go around and you talk to talk to everyone who was involved and make sure they're okay or um, make sure everyone was happy with how things went, make sure everyone knows that they did everything they could, um, what you could do better in the future or what, what worked really well during the recess or whatever it was. And then a cold debrief is something, you know, a bit later on, like maybe a week after, you know, checking up on everyone, making sure that everyone's doing okay. Yeah, okay. And do you generally do both? Like, do you, or is it one or the other? Or can you do both? Or how do they work? Um, you can do both. Um, I've always found the hot debriefs really good because, you know, it's there, it's in the moment, it's straight after it's happened. Um, and then you obviously have time to process it and everything. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, they're, they're not actually done frequently or very well in hospitals. Um, so I think, you know, if you feel like you need to talk about it, you can definitely say, you know, we need to do a hot debrief. Um, so I think, yeah. Yeah, so you can, so you can, anyone can do that, I guess, is the, the idea of that is that anyone can, you know, go to your line manager or go to a, a senior doctor involved and say, hey, can, can we do this? And anyone can lead it. It doesn't have to be the senior person. It can be anyone just sort of checking in, making sure that everybody's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what do you do on your, your downtime or your days off? How do you fill in? You know, we can't work all the time. <laughs> um, I think we're really lucky because we're really outdoorsy people and we've generally found, you know, small country towns have so much to offer in terms of that. And, you know, when we lived in Winton, we, you know, we were part of the, the social netball team. We were part of the touch football team. We joined the gym. We did swimming. Um, so we had all of these activities to keep us busy on our days off. And I think, you know, just you know, realising what your hobbies are maybe at home and then, you know, bringing them out to rural places. You know, I've, I've known a lot of nurses who, you know, really enjoy gardening. So, you know, they, they garden at the pods and they set up, you know, all the, you know, the gardens around the nurses' quarters. Around the nurses' quarters. Or, or you know, people who love, you know, growing their own vegetables. So, you know, I knew this nurse who, wherever he went, um, you know, rural and remote, he'd 
set up his own little vegetable garden to you know keep him busy so I think yeah, yeah just little things like that um, and I think trying new things as well um when we were in Winton we actually decided for some reason that we'd get our motorbike license and <laughs> so we popped down to Emerald on our days off which was you know a six-hour drive and we did the course and everything and we got motorbikes freighted back out to Winton and it was actually our Don out there, the director of nursing, um, Bill Hackett, who is just such a lovely man who actually taught us how to ride these motorbikes because we'd never ridden road bikes before. <laughs> and, you know, oh, we wow. have great memories of, you know, Bill and I being out on the bikes and Rochelle following in the car behind with all the on-call phones and that, you know, <laughs> coming on call, down to be a call. Just hoping they didn't ring and we had to go back into the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. So, yeah, yeah, I think, um, you know, we were so social in rural areas, you know, more social than what we have been in metro areas. So I think... You know, it really, small country towns really have a lot to offer, and yes. you know the friend, the locals are always friendly, and they'll always include you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you girls certainly took uh, learning a new skill to the next level. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get bikes and learn how to ride motorbikes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. So, what are your top three tips? You know, someone who like you might be a grad and thinking about going rural and remote, or they might be, you know, mid-career and thinking of a change. What would be your tips to joining in the rural and remote workforce? I think, um, I think for new grads, if you're coming out rural and remote, it's what you make of it. Mm. Um, if you're only coming out here because you didn't get an offer in a big metro hospital or where you wanted. Um, and you, you're coming out with that sort of already negative attitude, then you're going to have a lousy time. Like you're not going to enjoy your time. So I think it's just coming out with that right attitude, that right mindset and making the most of it. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, for new grads and also experienced nurses coming out to rural areas, um, you know, educating yourself is really important. Um, this a company called Krana and they do amazing courses for rural and remote nurses. They're really designed for this rural setting. You know, it's got, they've got emer- uh, emergency care courses, maternity emergency care, um, and they've got a, a lot of um, free online courses as well. Um, so I think, yeah, just doing a little bit of uh, pre-reading before coming out or doing some of these courses, really handy. Um, and we also have a, a it's, well, we call it the Bible, but it's the PCCM, um, Primary Critical Care Health Manual or something, because, yeah. Um, and, you know, that's, you know, a step-by-step sort of guide on what to do when people present to the ED. So, you know, it's a really great resource, I think, you know, just familiarising yourself with that before, you know, coming out. Or if it's a quiet, you know, shift, you know, sitting down and reading through that so you're prepared and, you know, when something walks through the door. This was actually um, advice that you gave me as a new grad, Danielle. Oh, really? Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just drink Great Northern because you can get it anywhere. <laughs> I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, um, you know, you mentioned earlier um about how you know being prepared for 
preparing yourself mentally for what you're coming for. And I think that's a, that was a really key thing that you said. And I just wanted to get back into that a little bit. That you said, you know, um, that to be prepared for what you're what you're going to. And if you have, you know, you do have anxieties or you do suffer with depression in the past, to just sort of be prepared for how you might be able to put a plan in place, I think is what you said for when those things happen. So I think um, I think that was really wise words. Um, yeah, I, I really appreciated that. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, if you find yourself, you know, maybe feeling a bit down or a bit sad, you... You, it, it becomes overwhelming and you don't know how to deal with it. So I think if you're really prepared and you know what things are going to make you feel better, you're more likely to, to come out the other end of it. Yeah. 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 And drink Great Northern. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Well, thank you, ladies. I've really appreciated catching up with you again after all of these years. You're you're certainly, um, you know, becoming well-versed in rural and remote nursing and, you know, establish yourself as well-known clinicians across Queensland at least. So good luck with the rest of your adventures. Yeah, it's been great catching up with you too, Danielle, and thank you for the opportunity to, uh, I, hope, I hope we inspire someone to come out and, you know, try rural and remote nursing. Yeah, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Yeah. And try the bakery. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, ladies. Thank Thanks, Danielle. If this has sparked your interest and you'd like some more information about this episode or perhaps how to take the leap and explore rural and remote nursing, you can contact me and check out my website, anurseoutwear.com.au. Or follow me on Facebook and Instagram by searching for A Nurse Outwear. Remember, like, subscribe and share them with your friends.